teeny, teeny. That's a huge mattress. Anyways. What's the mattress? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're recording the podcast of which there is the only writing, right? No. No? Hi, I'm Emma. Wait, what, what is it then? <laughs> <laughs> this is the only writing podcast you'll ever need. Brought to you by the Saginaw Valley State University Writing Center. Then why am I here? I need to leave. Hi, I'm Emma. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so, Emma. So as you as you can hear, there are three of us today. What? Whoa! That's <laughs> insane. Right. So you know, it's it's me, Garrett. Everyone knows what my voice sounds like. I'm here with Bree, and then our resident high school student. Shut no up, longer, Garrett. Emma. <laughs> Guys, I'm finally a college student. It feels so good. I had to go to orientation, and they the, so they had to have speakers, right, for orientation. Right. I had been at SVC's campus longer than half of the people giving presentations. Who was speaking at orientation? What? Uh, the wellness center, <laughs> SVCU Engage, uh, RSO person, oh. financial aid. So oh, like, what'd you learn? Nothing I didn't already know. Do you oh, think okay. it was insightful, at least for the freshmen who were coming in who had no idea what the fuck it was going on? I mean, yeah, for them, it probably would have been, but That's I feel so like I've gone through this presentation like three different times. I think it's so strange have. to me that you were doing orientation so early. Because, like, the technically, that was orientation for, like, fall 22, right? Yeah. It's well, April. I know. Hold on. Our semester doesn't start for four months. Yeah, they for like normal <laughs> freshmen, they like do them during the summer. Right. But they like condensed ours down because we've been here for so long that it only was like three oh, hours. Oh, so it was like a specific. Glibic, yeah, it like, was like thing. a glibic orientation. But yet again, I've been there. Then half the people that did presentations, and I already knew everything that they told me. Right. right. So, do you want to explain to our listeners? why you as a high school student are an employee <laughs> at the writing center. <laughs> um, because I was recommended by a professor in a psych class. I didn't even know what the writing center was. I'm not even lying. Um, That's fair. She, I don't think many of us knew what the writing center was before yeah. we started working was, here. Yeah, I was going to say. At first, I was kind of hesitant. I'm like, they can't hire me, you know? Like, I'm not really a student here. You're like, I'm 15. I'm Yeah, I'm 16. I already hate being in classes where, like, I have people in their, like, mid-20s, and I just, I have this, like, big secret that I'm not even of age to drink in a bar. And right. <laughs> right, couldn't be me. So I go into this interview. Could it be you? You're not that old either. Shut up, Garrett. I'm 22 years old. You're not even in your mid-20s. You're still in your early twenties. <laughs> I just turned nineteen though, so I'm okay. I'm in I'm in like my plus one year, so it's like you, transitioning. That's what you can buy now. Lotto tickets. Hell yeah! Oh, yeah. I still haven't gone to a you casino can yet. At a casino. I know someone should take me to the casino because I still haven't gone yet. I, I low key want to go and play bingo. Like, no, I'm, not sister, even I'm not even joking. My sister used to work at Soaring Eagle when she was in college. I love it. No, um, and then I came and had an interview. Told them like I technically wasn't a student here, and they were like, "Well, you take classes here, right? Yeah, you're a student to us." And then 
now you're here. Yeah, now I'm here. Nice. So I've never actually had this conversation with you. Why did you do the early college program? Like what made that attractive to you to like kind of give up like high school a, experience? Like as a 15 year old student, like as right. a 15 year old kid. Um, well, my parents always struggled because of their own student debt. And I know that they could never pay for mine, and I didn't want to be in the same position as them. So right. I always want, I knew that, like, I wanted to get scholarships. And then when I found out by someone who actually works in the writing center, Leah, she's a year ahead of me, so she just Shout graduated. Yeah. Um, she was coming into the program while we were friends, and I was kind of like, well, what is it? So I went to, like, this information meeting where they tell you all about it, and I'm like, this would be the best possible thing for me, even if I miss, like, prom, have a traditional graduation. Like, I'm not going to really care about that stuff. I will care about my bank account, though. Yeah, right. that's fair. So when you, like, start doing, like, the Great Lakes Bay region early college or whatever, yeah. Um, do you kind of get a, get rid of your, like, normal high school, like, how do I say? Like, you're no longer enrolled in, like, Bay City Western or, like, yeah. so John I went, or whatever. I went to Garber, which is Essexville. Essexville, yeah. And um, they are not partners with Glibic. It is mostly Midland schools and Sagma schools that are partners with them. So I had to transfer to a random Midland high school that I've never been to, never stepped on campus, didn't go to graduation. But, like, legally, but like, you that is where my high school diploma is going to come from. Right. That okay. was my next question was, like, do you get, a, do you get like, the Glibic, like, diploma or do you get like an actual high school diploma? I get both because I'm yeah. smarty pants. I get both. So I'll have like the Wendover High School like my yeah. actual diploma and the, they, I get like a Glibic certification of completion, you know. Nice. It's kind of like a participation cool. trophy. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> I have some things I want to say about participation trophies and I don't we need to do another one on those. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can. You know, I really wish that my like hometown in the UP, because they, they were starting this like middle college program where mm-hmm. yeah, you could accept like a, a fifth year of high school, but it was for such like limited like majors. Like you had to want to be like a medical tech or like. Um, so it's kind of like, like a career center type thing. More of a career center as opposed so it's to more like, like tech. Yeah, it's a po- it's more like oh, that's you weird. could get like an associate's degree by the time you graduate from high school by doing a fifth year. Okay. And like Yeah. I don't I just don't think that that is as appealing as being able to be like you can like you can get rid of a high school experience. You can get rid of a high school experience yeah. for the exchange of kind of coming out debt free, coming out a little earlier than people because as strange as it is, like we have a couple of Glibic people, like on, um, on staff, we're all kind of graduating in the same amount of time. <laughs> like it's kind of weird, yeah. because it, it it's meant, isn't it meant to kind of like not only cut down on that financial burden, but also to cut down on that like time burden. Oh yeah, hundred percent. By the time I um, like after this winter semester, I'll have like eighty four credits. Yeah. Right. And it's all paid for by them. I never paid for my books. They paid for my SAT. Yeah. Like, they paid for everything, basically. And also, a lot of the kids that go into Glibic, they don't know what they want to do, which is also another reason why I came in, because I needed some time to, like, explore my options, because I'm a very indecisive person, and I had no idea. So I spent, like, my first couple semesters, like, getting all my gen eds done, but then also kind of going in directions that I wouldn't have gone in traditionally if mm-hmm. I had to pay for them myself. Yeah. So I was actually able to, like, find my passion. That's that's super fair. I, just just to compare, Garrett, um, the interesting thing about, like, my school is, like, our middle 
college program operated very similarly to dual enrollment. So like the way that right. it was is that you were at this you were at the high school for like a certain amount of days and then you had college class like you had like college classes a specific time like one half of the day and then the other half you'd be at high school so like i had a friend who went through our blue water middle college program and still like was able to go to prom and graduate and like walk and stuff um and it's just kind of interesting to hear like the different things about everything we, we had <laughs> like, dual enrollment like with northern like you could go to take classes from northern michigan but it was never like such a rigorous program where you right, could yeah you could actually like cut down on a lot of your credits it was like Yo, you're way too smart at call or at high school English. Go take English 111 from Northern and do dual enrollment. But you were still paying. They they paid yeah. for half of your credits. Yeah. They, so they paid for like one and a half um, credits out of a three credit class. But you were still paying for it. So like, I think that I wish that the state of Michigan would institute on each like county level a similar thing to Glivic because like this is this is something I learned in class. But prior to Rick Snyder's being governor. The state of Michigan covered 70% of in-state tuition. The state of Michigan, through your taxes, covered eight or 70% of in-state tuition, and you would pay the rest of the 30%. Yeah. And now, it's... I'm pretty sure the state covers 20%, and I don't know, like, for 12 credits, tuition alone is, like, four grand here, which yeah. isn't, isn't, like, like expensive in terms of other colleges but at the same time like imagine if you were paying a grand for 12 credits yeah, yeah that's my thing too is like don't quote me on this but i believe that if you're a citizen in florida for x amount of years that they will pay for your associates I... which is like my parents are all big on like every all of our kids need to go to college and like we're gonna help you as much as we can to like help yeah, yeah. find ways for you to pay for it so like when because my sister's in the same program that I'm in, and she'll right. graduate, like, two years Shout after out, me. Shout out, Emma's sister. Yeah, she's a real homie. She's so funny. Anyways, um, but my eight-year-old brother, they're going to move to Florida because they've always wanted to, and they're going to get him into, like, their public schools yeah. so that he gets that two years free for his associate, which is basically what I could have done here right. if I didn't come to SVCU and I would have went to Delta. Like, I could have graduated with my the, associates. That's the thing is, like, Glibic works with both Delta and yes. SVSU. Yeah. Like, like, um, the year that I ta started taking full-time college classes, they actually moved because they were in um, Gilbertson for a really long time. And now they're on Delta's campus. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So this is a really roundabout way to get to our topic. I don't know why we started asking Emma about her, her it's experience. It's interesting. It's, it's a cool, cool little small talk. I mean, talk, I like bringing awareness to it because I didn't know what it was. That's, that's, yeah, that's it's absolutely also good fair. for our listeners because some of our listeners are probably still in high school, probably. Right. And it's just like, yeah, there are options, there are options. guys. And also... Um, but also... Don't kill yourself at the same time <laughs> taking so many classes. I can't speak from experience because I literally didn't really do either dual enrollment or middle college in high school because I didn't really care so much about my grades. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I know that my parents were like, you really should go to college. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I think that's the, that's the one cool thing that high schools are doing now is they're also kind of starting to show that there are other options. You don't have to go to college because there was such, like a four decade period where American culture was like, go to college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and students are like, why should I go to college? They're like, just go why are you asking questions yeah, yeah. and, and, and i think that from that. my own personal experience like 
I was always raised in that go to college like mentality. So when it came time to like, what do you want to do for, for college? No matter what preparation a high school gives you, it's always up to you. And mm -hmm. like, if you're yeah. just told go to college and no one tells you like how to figure out what you want to do, mm -hmm. you're just going to go to college and waste time. Like I'm here grad taking a little longer to graduate than most people because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I yeah. thought I did going in, but like, I never knew what it was going to be like. And I think that's, that's something that like the American education system needs to work on is just yeah. teaching kids that there are so many other options than just going to college. But if you're choosing to go to college, figure out what you want to do early on. I'm sorry, we, sorry. I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I definitely just, pooped on prom because there are a lot of kids in the program that like go to Freeland who are close enough and they go to like their prom and like they graduate with right. their class but like I didn't have that because my school didn't partner with them so I had no friends at this Wendover High School yeah, whatever yeah. it is I don't know and honestly I was I was, I was mature. Like, I know I joke around a lot but I was not your normal like 15 year old that yeah. just wanted to party so. Right. Alright so Let's get on to our topic okay, a little yeah, sorry. bit. So yeah. one thing that the three of us have in common is we work in service industries. We have uh, different various times. Both Emma and I have worked in fast food. Brie, have you worked in fast food? Yes, I have. Oh, all right. So all three of us have worked in fast food. <laughs> and part of part of one of the things that our director, Dr. Dr. DeHerter, Bill, tells us. <laughs> Billy boy. Billy, Billy boy, boy DeHerter. <laughs> <laughs> what he tells us is he's talking about like the different ways that rhetoric impacts like every kind of facet of our lives and one of the things that you're like kind of jokingly but also seriously told working in a service industry is that the customer is always right yep so jokes on you guys they're not no right. they're not so, so <laughs> they're often very wrong this is just kind of going to be an open conversation of how that impacts like the way you work as like a as a food service employee when you're constantly being told the customer is always right but then you're faced with this like incongruent picture of like Yo, why is this person asking me for soup when it's July and we don't have soup anymore? Exactly. Like, how am I supposed to think the customer's always right when I can't go in the back and grab soup? It's like that one, like, moment in Ant-Man where he's working at Baskin-Robbins and the guy's like, oh, I'll just take whatever's hot and fresh. And he's just like, it's Baskin-Robbins. We have ice cream and smoothies. <laughs> and he's just like, no burgers, no fries. It's just like, he's just like, bro. And he's just getting so frustrated, and I, I love that scene so much, because that, in a word, just sums up what it's like to have to, like, work with, to, like, talk to customers so often. Well, I feel like it's a very different experience working with customers, depending on the time of day that you worked. Like, I know Garrett Sometimes, closed. Yeah. I opened, so I get to deal with all of the elderly, yeah. elderly people that are up at 6 o'clock every morning, and yeah. if I don't have their They're coffee ready, breed. if I don't have their coffee ready by the time like, when they come through, tired, they I have had many things thrown at me. I have okay so I've heard about that I see here's the one thing about working in the industry that I have I never actually really interacted with customers I was a grill person by the time I got my first job the place the McDonald's that I worked at shout out to the McDonald's on Wadhams Road in Port Huron shout uh, out McDonald's in general <laughs> shout out to McDonald's in general so like sponsor me I want a McDouble please <laughs> so like me and anybody else who was 17 or older were immediately put back into the pit crew, basically. So, like, we were the ones assembling burgers. We were the ones, like, Changing putting tires. down... tires. 
Listen, listen. Assembling characters, doing crap. I understand. How it feels, dude. So the whole point is like, I was in the back working grill and everything, dealing with um, just crew members and managers kind of being horrible because they were shouting at us to do things that were not always necessarily possible. Um, And then... So I deal with it more now, like I deal with customers more now because I work retail and I work at a Meyer. And prior to this, I worked at a little small independently owned grocery store. So it's a I now have we'll, more. We'll circle back with to customers. that because it, like retail is also yeah, yeah, a, really, your target a really trauma, bud. <laughs> a really different kind of beast when it comes to the customer is always right. But I've worked at various um, different like fast food restaurants. My first job was at a subway where like ali- mm, I was no. closing alone illegally. I was like, yeah, they do that a lot. Like, <laughs> I was like 16 years old. They do that closing so much. at like 11 p.m. I was in charge of the cash register, and I'm like, I'm 16. I am a child. I could have some money, me? and you guys would just be like, "Oh, he's 16." And like, I could have done that, but I didn't. You're um, a good person. And then I, my next job was at a Big B, and then my the job after that, when I first moved out to start my college career, was at another like type of coffee shop. And then part of my job when I was at Target was I was working in the Starbucks, in one of these. So I've worked in like really different parts of like the food industry. So like I used mm-hmm. to close, but I've also opened and stuff like that. But But the one thing that I think the customer is always right, like that saying, the way it really affects employees is not necessarily that they personally think the customer is always right, but the customers themselves think that they're they're always right. And that's the most detrimental part. It gives them the audacity, specifically. Like, like I've had change thrown at me by an old man. Same! I've been sexually harassed by people. What? (laughs) And like, like it's just, it's wild the way that they, that customers just come in and they're like, I am always right. I get everything that I want, and if you don't do it, I'm going to talk to your manager. And then your managers are always put in the situation where they're like, "Well, the customer is always right," or yeah. like, and if they do defend you, then the store owner gets called, and it's like this whole deal. And I think that it's like it's such a strange thing. That's it. It, it is. See, like, my boss, because I I currently work at McDonald's. Like, okay. and my boss is such a pushover. And I tell him, like, you need to grow some balls and not have all these people walk all over you. You just keep giving them free money. Like, this one old guy came through, and he forgot his coffee. Like, he seriously drove off without it. And I mean, he, that's his fault. And, yeah, and he comes back through, and he's like, well, are you going to give me a hash brown? You forgot my coffee. And I said, no, I'm not. You drove off, not me. And then I just shut the window in his face. Yeah. And I've... Some worked there so, exactly. I've worked there so long that like the rules don't apply to me anymore, and I do not care what you say to my like general manager because he thinks I'm the best person alive. I think that the other that big, does help. The it other does. Big issue is, on one hand, you're told the customer's always right, and like you you initially when you start working you're like oh i kind of believe it like like yeah i do have to serve all the customers like do all these things you go through that like computer training where they like teach you how to be a good customer service person yeah and after like a week you're like yo i've been yelled at and i'm this is like my first week on the job what what's the issue here so on like one hand I've you don't necessarily <laughs> you don't necessarily believe the customer is always right because you start to realize they really aren't mm-hmm. but then the customer thinks they're always right because of how like prevalent this saying is yeah the next thing that like the next kind of like layer to that is 
most fast food jobs don't pay enough for you to really care if the customer's always right. Yeah. Like, like after being yelled at by like old person after old person, young person after young person. I think the worst experience is like when someone your age yells at you. Oh, 100%. Like that, that's so strange. You're like, why are you doing this to me? But I just want to be like, I want to meet your mother. Right. She's going to be 10 times worse than you. Right. But like, I think that's what makes it almost like worse is that you you're expected to care what they think. Yeah. But then after a while, you're like, I am not paid nearly enough to care yeah. about your McDonald's. Yeah, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the whole thing of just, like, you're immediately... Some people are just immediately rude and stuff, too. And it's just like, man, like, it takes no... It it really does not take that much effort to be civil, Mm -hmm. at the very least, with somebody. And some people just, like, come in with the audacity to just be rude immediately. And it's like, if you come off to me with a tone that you are just bitchy and you don't care, I will reciprocate because I don't want to be here either. Mm -hmm. I of you to assume that I want to be here. And I feel like there's, like, that stereotypical customer that comes in and they have, like, the craziest, like, absurd order where, like, everything's cooked to order. They want extra this, no this. And they're always the ones that complain about something being wrong. And I'm like, no wonder it's wrong. You just, like, my print receipt couldn't print everything that you wanted on it. Exactly. I used to have a friend who was like that. Oh. I think that there's... It took me a a while to realize that my friend was a Karen. It's... there's like I'm not friends anymore. (laughs) There's two types of people, though, that are like that, that have, like, their super, like, specific fast food orders or their super specific coffee orders. There's people that, like, recognize they're like, I know this is going to take a little bit longer. I know that this is annoying for you because, like, I watch how much work you have to put into it. And at least then you can... And they accept it. Right. They're like, even if you're a little wrong, if they're a regular, they come in and they're like, you didn't do this last time. Could you try to do this this time? But then there's the people that have, that, like, they walk in with this attitude and they're like I'm a regular everyone knows my drink and then you're like a new employee and they're like and they're like why don't you know my drink and it's like have you ever seen me no do you know my name I don't know yours (laughs) right and I I think that I think that's another like aspect of this is like fast food or like coffee shop regulars I'm sorry, but, like, some of them are good, but the majority of them are just bad, and you just know they're coming, and you see their car outside, and you just, like, waltz your way in the back, leave it to someone else. (laughs) I actually had a group of um, elderly men that would go and volunteer at the hospital, and they would come in and get, like, the same coffee, and they were my favorite people, and they bought me a Christmas present one year. Aw, that's cute. They were the cutest old men ever. See, that's the thing. Sometimes regulars, again, it really depends. It's like, sometimes regulars can be really cool. Sometimes they're... Not. I, we kind of had that when I worked at Finkier's because Finkier's is owned by Mike Finkier and he also owns a A&W in our area. And so like, God bless A&W. I've never actually been there. <laughs> so we just have like, A&W is not bad. Um, a lot of, lots of, lots of deep fried stuff basically. So like Hot the whole dog. thing is just, so America, <laughs> very much America. So like the whole idea of, um, our store is that we had basically mostly grocery store stuff and then some like we had like one aisle dedicated to like toiletries basically and that was about it so we were very small and because we were so small there's no departments well there is but there isn't um there was like the meat department and the deli and then anyone else who was working 
was free reign, baby. I was just a team member. I stocked everything. So I had to deal with customers being like, oh, excuse me, ma'am, where is this? And like things like that. And then they could also be like, Brianna, come to the register. And I would open a register and I'd be on register for like 30 minutes because one of the other cashiers wasn't there. Just stuff like that. And it's, it was just like a lot because our managers did not give a shit about us especially our one floor manager he would literally like leave work early and stuff and also like really piss off and really not do his job so then the rest of us would get yelled at because we're not veteran workers like people who've been there for who knows how got how got long this man was so old and it's just like bro if you do your job right then we won't get yelled at by our other managers because you're slacking off doing your job. And that's so frustrating because people will be like, where's this? Why isn't this? And it's like, we haven't gotten it shipped in yet. The truck's late type deal. It's just, it's so frustrating. That's like the other side of it too, is like when it comes to customers getting really pissy at you and there's just nothing you can do. That's absolutely the worst. Like when you're just like, like please understand that I physically cannot help you with this. Emma, what, I this is a I cautionary could. tale. Do not work in retail. I mean, <laughs> I didn't plan on it. Something else that we should talk about is just coupons and the lack of... <laughs> like, I was thinking about it in the cars. I was coming here. I was like, the rhetoric of coupons could be its own thing. Because, story oh my this. gosh. Why do they put, ever, like, the most important aspects of them in such small print? Because it shows that it doesn't. it's not actually saving them money. Yeah. I also love that they have to put on coupons, like... No cash value. Yeah. Like what? What am I going to do? Go sell someone a two-for-one charming coupon? I'm sure that the somebody probably did that at some point. I I can guarantee you at some point somebody was all like, this would make a great way of commit getting money. Also, extreme couponers. Remember that was a show? You know, I've always kind of wanted to be an extreme couponer. I do, I do want to, at some point in my life, like train for this like for a year and yeah. try to try to amass the right like combination of coupons where i go in and you i buy a pay full for anything i have full, like a full week of groceries and they pay me yeah i really want to do it i want to do that the only thing that i didn't like wait, was Sorry, extreme I just, cheapskates i would hate <laughs> i would Don't make sure it's like I, I like know it was like a, one of my like friends or like someone i knew being the cash register or cashier and i'd be like just so you know extreme coupon day it's coming it's coming <laughs> prepare yourself <laughs> next friday extreme coupon day prepare yourself to be giving me money out of yes, your cash no, register just <laughs> so they're like just they're like it's happening what's your what's when's the next day that you work what's your work schedule why do you need to know i just really want to know <laughs> you're the only person here that's not going to literally ball yeah, me only- out into the parking lot and shoot me in the head <laughs> listen my town is ghetto but it's not that ghetto also emma what's, yes how how many times have you had those people like bringing those like cops like free ice cream like cones for wearing a helmet? Um, I have some stuff that I could say here, but it's kind of confidential. Um, let's just say that one of owner's family got in trouble with the police, so oh, no. my location had to give free meals to cops so they didn't go to jail. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so I mean, cops would come in all the time, and we just had to give them food because. 
we were just told to, we and then 50. I and then I found out why, and I was like, I hate it here. Wow. Yeah. We had fifty percent off. Um, fifty percent off for uniformed like firefighters mm-hmm. and police officers, and the EMT people would come in, oh, and no. for a while, someone would give like. 50% off to the EMTs. They and should, though. They're paid he, so shittily. I know they are, but my my owners at this... I'm not going to name which of these restaurants that I worked at that did this, but <laughs> that my owners came in and they were like, why are you doing that? They're not on the list. And I was like... Because they're technically <laughs> public service officers. Yeah. I've, had, <laughs> I've had like security guards come through and be like... Yeah, we're officers. I, yeah, we're officers, no, and, like, they not. want, like, the most, excru- like, we usually just give them, like, a coffee and a sandwich. Like, yeah. you're good. Go and pull people over, you know? Yeah. But this guy, he's over here, he's like, I want this mocha frappe, and I want a sausage egg muff with extra sausage. And, and I said, no, you're not getting that. And the worst part is that it's my sister's friend's dad, so he hates me, and I love it. Guys, I'm not a nice person. That's so what, that's what I do have a coupon story. Service, service does you. Go on. So I had this story happen one time where um, I had this story happen one time. <laughs> Don't be that <laughs> So, uh, I was working at self-checkout for where I currently work, which is a Meyer, And we had this, t- the, this couple come in and they're trying to buy stuff with coupons and everything. And so the way that self-checkout works, okay, you scan your coupon and then if your coupon works, the computer screen then will temp- will prompt you to put it into the little slot. Mm-hmm. This woman... Five separate times, scanned it and immediately put it in without seeing if it was accepting them or not. And then asking me to open up the coupon, like register and search for her coupons among that hundreds of other ones to see why it didn't work. And she literally did this to me like four times. And I told her each time, wait for the computer to prompt whether or not you can put it in that way you can read it if it isn't there and see if mm-hmm. it's expired and that was the thing like all of them were expired by like three weeks and she literally at one point was like you're so patient you must have kids i was like do i look, look like i have kids to have children <laughs> to you i was like no i have pets <laughs> that's it ma'am so and I wanted to punch this woman because she just could not understand. So McDonald's recently stopped giving out paper coupons, and they now have their mobile app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which has been helpful. Honestly, yes, I get free coffee all the time, but it has been a pain in my ass because all of these old people don't know how to use their phones and I'm the one that has to be like their grandchild and sit there and like go with them through Facebook I have to sit here and tell them just press this button and tell me this number well sometimes it doesn't work because like you know technology is not always 100% and then they get all oh and then they're so mad at me because I can't fix it at some points I just give it to them for free because I'm like I don't want to deal with you bye I probably have lost this McDonald's so much money just because I don't care anymore I will be fired if they hear this Profit margins at a fast food restaurant are way too high. I've honestly thought about like opening a Chick Fil A franchise somewhere around this area. Chick Fil A, because I like their food. That's fair, but they're all like, but like they can be homophobic. But also think about this region. 
People would be like, hell yeah, Chick-fil-A. Hell yeah, Chick-fil-A. I don't care about their morals because I match that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think of where we live, man. That's fair. It's the sad reality. I also love the idea of you opening a Chick-fil-A franchise only to go super against all of it to spite them. That would also be pretty great. See, like, my thing is, like... Just, I am mean. Just because, like, <laughs> Chick-fil-A is, like, known for having, like, the nicest Our employees. Pleasure. And you would literally train all your employees. I want you to punch an old man. Yeah. <laughs> punch an old man, you get a bonus. Yeah, just, I'll just make them go them through the... Cl- like, and the name of the class that I'm going to make them go to is the customer isn't always right. The customer <laughs> is not always right. Changing the like, rhetoric. Oh, yeah. My favorite thing that I've been seeing lately is um, on TikTok, like, it's a, it's like a theoretical thing but like people in service industry being like customer purge day so like when customers are rude to you you're allowed to match their energy and not fake I love being it nice. I've been and doing I that for like the past year I've, I've been doing that for the past year I don't I've know what you're talking about faked. Like, like I'd never do that. I never, if they're coming in with rude energy I'm rude back I don't I, care unfortunately <laughs> I hate I hate conflict. So like Fair when enough. it comes oh, to I it, love I'm it. just <laughs> I feed off of conflict. I sit here and I'm like waiting and just waiting for a customer. I'm like I hope you try and be mean to me today. Good. I dare you. <laughs> I, what are you gonna do? It's not like huh? you can do anything to me. I'm the one that has your food. Yeah, it's just so yeah. Like a lot of people who come in who are super rude and stuff. I just keep my customer service voice, which is literally like almost an octave higher than I my normal range of speaking, and you know just be like, yep, have a great day. Be gone. Leave me alone, please. My sister has the same energy that I do, but it's like ten times worse. And oh, when she turned sixteen, because in our family it's just like a tradition. Like you turn sixteen, go work at McDonald's. It's down the road. Like that was my dad's first job. It's just everyone's first job. And at the exact same McDonald's. Yeah. There's <laughs> like a long running family. Line yeah, because like my That's grandma worked there. Hilarious. It's like, you're like the, everybody you're like worked the feudal there. Lords of that McDonald's. But at the same I, time, I'm not at McDonald's. <laughs> but um, my sister was banned from using the headset and taking orders because uh, this one time this guy was asking about a coupon. He kept naming off different sandwiches and asked if it would work. And then finally, she just goes, "No, it's not gonna work. This is what works." And the manager was like standing right there, so she was like banned from headset for like three months oh i love that so much That's i really awesome. want to get her on a podcast like she would be so funny i told Bro. her she needs to start doing stand-up too she's a child though she can't be here that's fair <laughs> you were a child when you started shut up garrett <laughs> i'm sorry but i think the one like last last little bit of things that we should kind of talk about because we've we've gone have a little we actually beyond. talked about what we're supposed to talk about i mean we're um, kind of talking of. about it like we're, we're explaining this is an a little open bit. conversation okay yeah five eight. Eight. that's how um, round tables like this go is like we have a topic we might stay on topic but so <laughs> but we're here we've, we've talked about we've talked about the customer is always right and we've talked about who actually believes that and it's like the managers and those and then the actual do customers the managers not no. the man- it's only the customers okay, that think retail, that retail the managers do no upper managers no upper like store managers yeah. and like like people who are actually making money in retail yeah they believe it because yeah. at target some of those bonuses are Upwards of $100,000 for if your store hits, like, a certain amount of sales, if you do so what? good. What? If you cut enough, there was a bonus during COVID Bro, that if a leadership team cut enough hours because they had to raise our pay, if a leadership team 
cut enough hours, the leaders would get bonuses. Like the the, the managers and assistant managers would get bonuses for cutting the team members' hours, the people who need the money the most. But that that's why I would argue in fast food, I don't necessarily think managers think the customer's always right. I think that they're just surviving on, like, they know that if they do something bad, the owner's going to come after them. Right. But I think in retail... They may not necessarily believe the customer is always right, but they act it because they know that they're profiting off the customer always being right. And I think like where I was going with this is how much of a disconnect there is between managers and team members, especially in retail. I think it's a little less prevalent in like a fast food restaurant because a fast food restaurant, the managers are doing the same exact work as you at the same time. My thing is like, is your guys's like retail it's owned by the company it's not like a franchise it's owned by the corporation and you yeah have like See, i don't work for the corporation i work for an actual like family yeah that right. all and they are mean they don't care about their employees like honestly i would rather work for the corporation because when covid hit we didn't get a raise okay hear we, me nothing out. happened hear me out it's easier for you to see that that like they don't care about you because you can put a face to the like name. That's and also you true. Can, yeah. You can actually interact There's a with whole them. Bureaucracy that falls above every store that and at doesn't least give a they're shit. They're never telling us. you. They're never telling you directly Anyone. that they're going to support you. They want to support you through COVID. Like like mm-hmm. we do love our employees. Like big retail corporations, they tell you that. Yeah, they're, like, they're just like, we love we our really employees. Yep. And then they're like secretly giving leaders wage, like yep. wage bonuses for cutting your hours. Like, like they literally like the rhetoric of lying to your employees. Yeah. Like Meyer very much is very big about this. They're all like, we're like a family here. We're all working together for the one to help the customers out. We want the customers to feel like they're super like, friend- like I think that's the big thing with Meyer specifically is like our rhetoric that we're told is super big on like, we want the customers to feel like they're also family here. Like, we're I always do. there for them type thing. When I set foot in Meyer, I do feel like a family. I, I honestly I'm love Meyer. For you, bud. I'm so, a Meyer person. Like, yeah. there's Meyer people, Walmart people, and Kroger people. Yeah. I'm a Meyer person. Like, I... I'm going to put a pin in that. I want to come back to that I'm topic. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'm one of those people who, like, I'll, I usually go to Meyer, especially since I work there now. Mm-hmm. I generally go to Meyer more often than not because I do have a small employee discount. My employee discount is 10% off Meyer brand things. Oh. That's it. I get 25% off my order. That's that's not bad. No. Like, it's just frustrating that it's like, I can go shopping for, like, a month's worth of food. And I have to try and make sure that it's all Meyer brand. And if okay, it's but not, I don't Meyer get brand into is gas. Yeah, Meyer. Yeah. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not, though. Yeah. Is the Wait, issue. can you give us some examples here? Like, you got to be my Meyer expert now. Okay, so like when it comes down to Meyer brand stuff that I think tastes better, certain Meyer brand chips are a bit better. Oh, 100%. Um, like, the kettle barbecue? Yeah, kettle oh, barbecue. Ah, yeah, some of, the, some of the Meyer kettles are awesome. Like, Meyer off brand Doritos. Yeah, the Doritos. I don't know. They have so much more seasoning on them than regular Doritos. I'm going to have to go try these. Garrett, buy me Doritos. They have like a broader like flavor palette. Like I got buffalo chicken or like buffalo Doritos. God. Yeah, like the off brand, some of the off brand stuff that we have is really good, but it's just like other times I'm slightly a picky eater. Like it's, and I'm not even a picky eater in that like. 
I'm picky about what I eat. It's just that, like, I get into, a f- like, a cycle of getting, like, a the specific brand thing. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Especially cereal. I've done that forever Yeah, my brand cereal, not good. No, my brand cereal is not great. So, like, I always get brand name cereal. I'm like... I think you have to. John Captain Crunch I right now. All, though, I do want to meet a person who gets brand name milk as opposed to store brand milk. Who actually buys milk? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I get Meyer brand milk because it's yeah, just... Yeah, but who, who's out here getting, like, Dean's or, like, Country Farms or whatever listen, when it's literally a dollar more? We have enough people who do because we still have people with demand for it, so it, we get shipments of it. Right. I think it might possibly have to do with the fact that, like, I think Dean's and Prairie Farm, like, they flavored make Meyer milk brand. tastes better. Yeah, but they also, those same, like bottling like companies yeah, I don't know. they it's make Meyer thing. brand milk it, they make the yeah. store brand milk but people are like it's different yeah and then like Meyer brand eggs are usually cheaper too anyway except yeah. for like the penny one like there's like they have another brand of Meyer eggs that are like always cheaper than the Meyer brand eggs and they're not weird. Meyer brand though it's weird but like yeah so it's just a thing Can of we talk like about the inflation first riding Sally the horse <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I forgot that was a thing uh, I honestly <laughs> You knew COVID ended when they brought Sally back out. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. It's been so much fun. We've had so many adults getting on Sally. That's the highlight of my day, is that we have a whole banner with Sally now. It says, Sally's back. And I... COVID's ended. Sally's COVID's back. COVID's legitimately I don't legitimately think my Meyer has brought back Sally yet. I'm going to have so to go COVID's, in there after this and COVID's look. COVID's still happening in Essexville. <laughs> COVID never happened in Essexville. <laughs> yeah, our... They just took Sally away because y'all don't deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our Meyer... Like just this summer, finally brought Sally back. And are we in summer, guys? Is it official? No, <laughs> crying, <laughs> crying internally. But okay. Yeah, I like started working there, and I was like, just before I had to leave for fall, that Sally suddenly came back, and I was like, oh. I just walked in one day, and I was like, oh my done. god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I said that we were going to put a pin in this, and this will probably be our last topic. But we have a variety of. Like grocery store, like grocery department stores, um, like the Walmarts, the Myers, the Krogers, like all of these different places, and you know that they each have a type. Oh, 100%. They each have a specific <laughs> yeah. person. Without offense to the people that shop at them, between Krogers and Walmart, which one do you think is worse? Walmart. Walmart. That's right. <laughs> that's the that's my belief as well because like but Kroger seems to like pander to the same type of people as Walmart. Mm-hmm. They do, and but they, they have security there. is the thing. So that's the issue is that Walmart has this thing of like yeah, you, they both are open for they have like low prices and everything. Usually the food's pretty fresh. Actually, in my experience get, in my hometown, Kroger produce tends to last longer than other stores that I've gone to. But at the same time, like, the layout of the store is just kind of weird to it's me. Sketchy. I'm not a huge fan of the layout it's of the store. overwhelming. But the other thing is, too, they have security who works there, which is why you don't get, like, you know... What Kroger are you going to? We have a security guard who just like stands at our that Kroger door to make sure Huron. nobody. To make I mean, sure I nobody live in Essexville. Nothing happens there. We don't have security guards. At I Kroger. think being for my town is Port Heroin. Oh yeah. 
I, um, I'm on the St. Clair River, and we have a jail in my area, so it's just like I've actually won an award that kind of somewhat make their way up from like Detroit up to the I get country. I've like won awards at McDonald's for like saving children's lives because their parents were overdosing in the car. Yeah, and then also I've um, come in contact with a lot of overdoses in the bathroom. And you don't make twenty bucks an hour. No. How much do you God, make an no. hour? Can I say? Is that okay? Go for it. Yeah. I make twelve eighty-five. They're not even paying you the fifteen-dollar wage that they're currently oh. no, like, offering no, to new no. employees. Um, so when I started, I started off at like nine twenty-five, and I, I could have started off at like nine eighty-five, but I was a minor, so that's how they got me then. And then um, they asked me to be a manager when I, right when I turned eighteen. Do you know how much my raise would have been to be manager? Probably only like two bucks. A dollar. One dollar? A dollar. I told them no, and to come back with something better, they never did. Um, and then people with open availability, meaning that they can like close and open like five days a week. That's also only a dollar extra. And Jeez. you get a raise every single year. Um, and your general manager is the person that like tells you how much your raise is gonna be. Um, so the McDonald's I worked at, they did a switch of management. I don't know if it's something that all that all of them do, but it, yeah. they were both owned by the same family, so they could. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new general manager guy was kind of like the owner owner's like friend, so he didn't care about the employees either. Every single person only got a five cent raise. Now, since I have been working with a different general manager, I have been able to get like the max amount, so like fifty cents. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. There are some people who actually live off this, mm-hmm. and I don't know how. They probably work other jobs as well. That's the other thing. Like, that's the thing too. I currently make I think twelve fifty as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I it started off at I believe. That's how some retail places get you though. Like a horrible work environment, but they're like. Here's 15 bucks an hour during the holidays. You get a $2 raise on the weekend, $17 an hour, huh? Oh yeah, we get paid to, we get paid time and a half if we work on a holiday. Right. Uh, like especially um, Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. But you have to work like all three days of Christmas. You have to work like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and like the day after type thing. Like you have to like, you have to like work up until like it was. It's weird. It's a weird thing, but it's like yeah, you have to like work three days surrounding the holiday. You can't just show up the day of the holiday type thing or whatever. It's weird. I petition letting everything close for holidays like Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, yes. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for us to be open, and I'm so sick of people coming through the drive-thru and being like, thank you for working today. Like, you are the reason I have to work. Shut up and get out of my face. Yeah. I was, however, however grateful that McDonald's was open on Easter. Because I was driving... Shut up, Garrett! (laughs) I was driving to my grandparents a little hungover, and all I wanted was a sausage McGriddle, and guess what I got? A A sausage sausage McGriddle. But I think with that, we should probably end... My last comment, the only way Kroger keeps their prices low is by forcing you to get the Kroger card. So, yeah. like, when you go there... Kroger some, fuel? I mean, yeah. Uh, when you go there to get, like, just a random thing, because you're like, oh, I'm by a Kroger, let's just stop here, and you don't have the Kroger card, and you're like, oh, that's super cheap, and the next thing you know, it's $3 more expensive because you don't have a Kroger card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically, Kroger is trying to turn itself into Sam's Club without being Sam's Club. God, right. I love Sam's Club. But Love it. 
Love a All hot right. dog. I have a, I have a friend who works at Sam's Club, and it's kind of sad that I make more than him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He makes 11.75 an hour as a camera. <laughs> I'll say it again. Remember when we looked? What did we look up and <laughs> said something about a hot dog? Costco? It was last semester. I Is it Costco hot dogs? I mean, I, love hot dog. I like 7 Eleven hot dogs, Costco hot dogs, Sam's Club hot dogs. All hot dogs are good. I need to go to Ikea one day just for their Swedish meatballs. That's what I've heard. We need to take a road trip to Ikea because I All also right. want to go. And with that, thanks for listening, Garrett, guys. are you coming? <laughs> and he's going to say no and just end it. Hi, this has been Emma. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the only writing podcast you will ever need, brought to you by the Saginaw Valley State University Writing Center. You can find us at Spotify, Anchor, and Google Play, as well as our wonderful website, www.svsu.edu slash writing center. I have one last thing to add. Yeah. Bye, Emma. <laughs> Goodbye, Emma. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>